welcome uh, in a moment to the stage my new colleague, Meta Bjergberg Clausen, who's a Danish and one of the uh, senior leaders of the Relay Trust, and she's the person who's overseeing the work I'm now doing. She'll be explaining all the things she's doing. She's come with her colleague, Gabriela, who's from Brazil. Uh, so welcome to Gabriela as well. Um, but we're going to hear from Meta, who's going to come on the stage and speak to us. So please give her a very warm Barnabas welcome. Thank you very much. That was very nice. Thank you. And good morning, church. Good morning, sisters and brothers in Christ. It's wonderful to be here. And I've heard so much about the great city of Shrewsbury. And this is actually the furthest north I've ever been in England. So it's a really big deal to me. <laughs> so wonderful. Thank you. Um, and thank you for inviting me here to, to talk about the work we're doing in the Relay Trust and to, to show you where we are taking Martin. Thank you so much for, for lending him to us. We are very great, uh, grateful for that. Thank you. I was told that I had to start by finding a, a Bible text to read to you. And I have done that. It was difficult, but I have done that. And I'd like us to read from uh, John's Gospel, chapter 4, the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And I'm jumping a bit in the text, but it should all come on the slides behind me here. So I hope you can keep up. So John's Gospel, chapter 4, and I'm beginning at verse 6. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. But Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I won't have to get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go and call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands. And the man now you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. 
Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I have done. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. This is the word of the Lord. Wells, so physical wells where you can draw water, have always been meeting places. Because all of us, we need water to survive. We need it every single day. And without water, there would be no life at all. This particular day we just heard about, this Samaritan woman goes out on her daily business to draw water. And there she meets Jesus. Right in the middle of her ordinary life, her ordinary routine, she meets Christ himself. And so she is given the opportunity to be taught by him, to ask questions to him, and then reflect upon her own life. And because of that, her life is changed. She then turns around, runs back, and becomes a witness to others. I think this is a very powerful woman, a very powerful story about a very powerful woman. So she just comes there and she is open to be changed and she becomes a witness to others. She's coming to the well just to sustain her life, but instead she's giving a whole new life. This text has been and remains a very strong source of inspiration to the work we do in the Relay Trust because we are trying to provide such opportunities for people. We hope to help people meet Jesus and have their own lives changed, to be able to draw water from him. So Martin tried his very best, but I, I think he can do a little bit better. My name is Mette Bjergbeck Clausen, and I'm not expecting any one of you to be able to pronounce that back, so don't worry about it. And yes, I'm from Denmark. And I'm here with my colleague. Uh, we have Gabriela Cristofani. I hope I'm saying your name just a little bit right, who is from Brazil. And of course, Martin, who you already know. And I'm here to tell you about the Relay Trusts and the work we do and how the word online fits into this. We are a fairly young organization, so I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't heard about us. We were founded in the summer of 2016 to meet an experienced need of the churches in Africa. And we had the call from these different churches to come and help them train their church leaders. So my history is that I have been a missionary in the northeastern parts of Nigeria for three years, and after that in Sierra Leone, in the interior parts of Sierra Leone. So I've lived in West Africa for, for seven years together with my husband and training people, training church leaders. So that is some of the background. And then in 16, my husband and I, together with a friend, came together and formed the Relay Trust. Let me begin by showing you the mission statement. So I'm nodding for <laughs> slides to be, <laughs> be changed here. So the mission statement of the Relay Trust, and he's right here. He's our mission statement, and his name is Emmanuel Cooker. 
He is a church leader in a village in the far eastern parts of Sierra Leone in West Africa. His village is sort of off the tarred road, then off the dirt road, then through a swamp, through a river, through a forest, and then where you have the Moa River forking into two. That is where the great village of La is. It's a very wonderful place. You should stop by one day. Very good food. So this is where he is. And he is our mission statement. I have another picture for La. This is the road, just to give you an idea about where we are going. So in La, there is no internet. There's no phone network and there's no power, so it wouldn't make much of a difference anyway. There's no sanitation, there's no school. There's not a lot of things, actually. And uh, I don't believe that is going to change anytime soon. They are so far away from anything, so it's difficult to change these things. And even if somehow it was possible to bring a network, so internet and, and power out there, it would be much too expensive for ordinary people to afford. Because people in this area, they are subsistence farmers. They farm what they eat and they do not carry any money. So they would never be able to pay for internet. And also internet tends to be quite unstable. If it rains, it goes out. If it storms, it goes out. If, I don't know, it goes out. It's just more off than on. So you can't really rely on it anyway. But Emmanuel here, he still has a phone. And you might think that's a bit strange that you would have a phone in a place with no phone network or internet network or power. But phones are cool. You can do all kinds of things with a phone besides calling somebody. And they will have a generator in the village. He can pay to have it recharged, so he has power on it. When he travels, he can use it, of course, as a phone. And he can have things downloaded to his phone. So when he goes back home, he will have music, he will have films, he will have all kinds of things on his phone. So he still has a phone. Next picture, please. Yes, we have another picture of Emmanuel. I love that man. We want to join hands with him. We want to help him to be trained so he can be a better church leader. We want the gospel, the true and pure gospel, to be preached, to be lived, to be heard and be seen in even these very remote villages such as La. We want lives to be transformed. We want people to be called to Christ. And we want the kingdom of God to break through. So Emmanuel, who is standing here in front of his house with his wife, he is our boss. So how do we serve him? We have decided that the answer is, we need to give him a well. We need to give him a place where he too can meet Jesus, can learn, can ask questions, can reflect, can be transformed, and in turn can become a stronger witness to people around him, just like the Samaritan woman we heard about. Emmanuel was chosen to lead the church, not because he was trained in any way, but because he was the person who was best at reading. You need somebody to, to read so they can read the Bible to you because most others do not read. But even though Emmanuel, he can read, he is a preferred oral learner. So that means he's not a natural reader, if there's such a thing. 
he doesn't enjoy reading. And he finds it difficult to get nodded through reading because he will be so focused at looking at the text and getting the sounds right that he cannot really at the same time pay attention to what he's reading out. So it's the process of reading mo more than the content he will be focused on. So it is very, very difficult to read Emmanuel and people like him just by presenting them with a text like a book. He needs something else. So to provide good training for him and others like him, we need another kind of media. We need to have audio instead so he can listen to the teaching. We need to have a video so he can look at uh, the teaching instead. We need to have practical assignments so he can practice uh, the new things that he learned. And we need him not to be alone but be in a group of peers so he can discuss with them so they can learn together. And he needs to have a mentor or a spiritual counselor to rely upon. So to do all of these other things than text, we came up with the concept of decibel. It needed to sound a little bit fancy, so it's a little twitched. But it stands for Digitally Enhanced Community-Based Learning. And it's meant to cater for people like Emmanuel, who prefer not to learn through text. So it's to cater for him and people like him to learn together in a community. Now to get this kind of training to where Emmanuel is, is not that easy, because as I said, there's no network, there's no internet. And that is why we came up with another idea, and that is the well. And yes, you can guess where we got the inspiration for that. The well is an internet in a box, and you have a picture of what it looks like there. So it's, it's sort of a media source for structured learning and other programs, relevant materials, like, for example, the word online. So this digital well provides a meeting place for people to come and draw living water out of that, just using the phones they already have. So through this digital well, people can meet Christ and learn and life be transformed. When I first saw the word online, I thought, okay, this is interesting, because now we're moving into this digital format. You can see somebody, you can relate to him, and he's speaking very clearly, very fine, slow English for people who do not speak English as the first language, like me. So it's easier to understand what he's saying, not too much slang and so on. And it doesn't require anybody sitting down and staring into a book. You can just listen to what this man has to say. So I thought this was a very interesting resource. And I was not the only one. We were more people in the real trust thinking that. So we decided that we would like to offer Word Online a home within the Relay Trust. Because we believe that we can help to make these resources available broader than that, through the well. We want to make Word Online available to Emmanuel and others like him so that it will be like a library for them to go to. To be a church leader, you need to have something to, to fill you up. You need to have inspiration from somewhere. And if that's not going to be a book, these videos would fill in that very needed gap. You cannot continue to give unless you're filled yourself. So this, these books will, or these videos, 
will be a library resource um, and also a study resource because we also have study questions in there now. So this is where people like Emmanuel can find inspiration and learn deeper, learn more and grow in faith. They can of course also find inspiration for sermons and for Bible studies. So they can get all kinds of backing from these resources. So they can help turn other people to Christ as well for them to grow. Again, just like the Samaritan woman. Already now, we have had amazing feedback for, from people testing these materials in Sierra Leone. That you have an example of here. Because people, they love to engage with these videos and then find them inspiring and easy to, to understand. And they find them relevant. A lot of other materials are speaking down to people because it was made for children. These were not. So that they're meeting them where they are and they're enjoying them very much. We have used them for devotions and so on and people are really focused and engaged and throughout because that was our concern. 20 minutes is a long time in the West but there people are really focused so it's very good. Next, we are going to see how we can further develop these materials, how can we translate them into other languages so more people can have access to them and what will be the next steps. So Martin is part of our team now so he can lead this process and he's also going to work on other courses with us because there's a lot to do. I would like to end with the slide here so you can see who the Relay Trust is. We have a fairly large team now. We have been growing rapidly in the last couple of years. So we have uh, course writers like Martin. We have course designers like Gabriela here with me. We have translators, well that's Gabriela as well amongst others. Course producers, so people doing f uh, photography, videography, recording and production. We have theologians, like me, anthropologists, teachers and pastors. And then we have all the, the geeks that I've been told I'm not allowed to call them. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> sorry. So it's people who are specialized in, kinds, uh, in learning technology, hardware and software development, strategy builders, admin, networkers and so on. So we have all kinds of people. And the blank photo you see up there, well, it's both because we are looking for more people to join. So if you feel called, let me know. But it's also because we have a group of programmers who take turn in coming in. So we have sort of a whole batch of people. So they come in whenever it's their area of expertise we are looking for. So they pop in for a week, a fortnight every year. So it'd be a bit much to put all of them up here. So that's the blank photo. So we have all kinds of specialists in our team and they are from many different parts of the world. We have different parts of Europe, we have Eastern Africa, Central Africa, Western Africa and the US and I hope I'm not missing anybody because we do sometimes have people in Australia and uh, Asia as well. So it's a fairly large team and we are very happy to have Martin to be a member with us in the team. The last slide I have, so that is our website, so please feel free to pop in there and read more about what we're doing and we also have newsletters and so on. So please have a look at that as well. So thank you for, for joining hands with us. That's what we like to do in the Relay Trust as you can see in our logo. Thank you so much and thank you for your attention.